0: The MLB app, baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. New England has no timeouts remaining. Twenty-three seconds to play, and the Jets are going officially now to the AFC Championship game against. The Pittsburgh Steelers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah! (laughs)
1: Let's
2: get it. You know what time it is. It's a five-hour KM to AM. Turn your radio up. Turn your free Odyssey app up. Your AirPods, your Bluetooth speakers, the dial in your car. Whatever it is, man. Happy Halloween. Thanks for joining us. 877-337. A six, a six, and two more sixes will get you on the show. Right now, no one's in the queue. Someone asked me on Twitter, like, how do you get the same callers on your show every night? I'm like, they're smart. They call before I can even finish my open. They're in the queue. They're ready to go. They they know. It's the same thing. Well, we talk about different things, but it's the same type of program. We're going to talk about sports. Spoiler alert. You guessed it. And there's plenty of sports to talk. Right now, I was just watching The Office, and I'm like, I'm trying to get some type of game on in here. Black Friday is coming up. I'm about to upgrade this TV in here, bro. Pauly, what's the deal? What's the deal with this? I guess I'm watching. All right. I got to the I got to the Knicks pregame. Uh we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll start with the Knicks since I mentioned that. Go, New York, go, New York, go. They are going to have a, a little home and home series here with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm rooting for the Knicks because I went to opening night for the Brooklyn Nets and the Cavaliers broke my heart. Donovan Mitchell is in. I repeat. He is in. He is active. He's going to play. He was questionable. He is going to play tonight. Former Brooklyn Net, Karis LeVert, is out. And this little home-and-home series will happen in Cleveland tonight and in the Garden tomorrow. Let's go, Knicks. Knicks can take both of those games. And they should. And they should. In the middle of the night last night, former Brooklyn Net, James Harden, was traded. And, uh, man, that guy can wiggle his way out of any situation. I think it's remarkable how he's been able to finesse his way out of four different teams. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, the Houston Rockets, the Brooklyn Nets, and now the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, I don't think anybody wants the guy, really, but uh, he's going to try and figure it out with Russell Westbrook and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They're not winning it. Nope. Nope. There is no more scary hours. There is no more threat of, like, oh, they're a super team. Those guys are cooked. They're going to be load managing. They're not going to be able to figure out how to play together. They are not a threat. Not in the West. Not not as it's currently constructed. Get ready to tap into the NBA, folks. Get ready to tap into the NBA, folks, because pretty soon I feel like we're going to be over the NFL. This is the last day of the month. We're going into November. (laughs) I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. November. January, February, March, April, May, I see you crying but girl I can't stay I'll be gone till November. And I think our football season will be gone in November. I think coming up I mean you already know what happened with the Giants last week. Coming up you're going to see that the Jets uh I don't know. I'm 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 turning the other way. I was on the thought that Zach Wilson could end the drought for the Jets, but I, I think today is what did it for me. Today was the NFL trade deadline. And um we'll start with the Jets. I felt like the Jets should have been going for it. And since they didn't really go for it, it kind of makes me feel like they're just, ah, standing pat. You know? Ah, we know we got Zach Wilson at quarterback. We can't hide him. The world knows that this guy is not even mid, he's below average. And yeah, he makes some throws. Yeah, he won the game. Yeah, they've won three in a row with him under center. But I think the Jets know themselves, like, it's going to be tough to actually end the drought this year and make the playoffs. And they're not giving up assets. They're not giving up picks. They have a pick tied to Aaron Rodgers. And they're not giving up any future assets and picks with the thought of Aaron Rodgers coming back next year. Now, I know uh, there were a few reports out there. Zach Rosenblatt. Shout out to Zach if he's listening. I got to have Zach back on. Um, Actually, I'll mention my guest that'll be on tonight, Mike Sando, who we tried to have on last week. His book came out last week, last Tuesday. We'll have him on at 820 to talk more NFL, NFL storylines, NFL history. But uh, Zach Rosenblatt, who writes for The Athletic, Mike Sando also writes for The Athletic. He said, Joe Douglas, on the prospect of Aaron Rodgers coming back this season, quote unquote, we're expecting Aaron to be back. Now, Joe Douglas is not a doctor, and he clarified what he meant And uh, Ian Rappaport came out there and said, he means, like, with the team. He's leaving the rest up to doctors. GM Joe Douglas stating something we now have assumed is coming, but would have seemed wild two months ago. We're expecting Aaron to be back. And, you know, what? I'm just expecting Aaron Rodgers to continue with his Jedi mind tricks, right? He's going to show up before the next game, and he's going to give you a little rollout. Right, You just saw him doing a little three-step drop, throwing the ball. People were, oh, Pat McAfee running the clip. Oh, here he comes. This guy's defying modern medicine. No, relax. But like he's going to give you a little play-action fake. Boom. Throw the ball. He's going to give you a little roll-out jog, throw on the run. And everybody's going to hype Aaron Rodgers coming back. But follow me. (laughs) The Jets have to be in it for that to be even a possibility. What would he be coming back to if they're not in it? And I just... Look at this deadline. Like, how did you not go for another wide receiver? How did you not go for an offensive lineman? Guys were moved. Now, I know, let's see. In my notes, the Jets signed former Rams and Titans and Bills offensive lineman Roger Saffold. He signed with the practice squad, but should be promoted to the active roster. So they did add. And then I saw Corey Davis' name trending. If you listen to my show last night, I said, where's Corey Davis right now? He retired for this They could use a guy like Corey Davis. I feel like him and Zach Wilson had a little bit of rapport. Corey Davis, I think, you know, retired, thinking that he wasn't going to get a chance to actually play with Aaron Rodgers with guys like Randall Cobb in front of him um, and even a McCole Hardman in front of him. Randall Cobb is a non-factor. McCole Hardman's not here. Corey Davis, where are you? Come out of retirement, please. You don't even have to play a whole season. Just come back for this stretch run. Maybe you can help the Jets make the playoffs. But in my opinion, I feel like the Jets are kind of shrugging their shoulders right now. Nah, If we make it, we make it. But the plan is to make it with Aaron Rodgers. We know what Zach is. We all know what Zach is. We can try week to week to say different things about him progressing. We can try week to week to try and say, oh, well, other guys drop passes, and it's not all on Zach. But it is on Zach. And if you watch him play quarterback, he leaves a lot to be desired. So I don't know. I would have got another receiver for the guy. I would have got another weapon. Alan Lazard is not it. Garrett Wilson is is a solid young receiver, but you need another threat on the other side. I mean, last week when I was comparing the Jets and the Giants' pass catchers, I said I thought that the Giants had better pass catchers, better receivers, including Darren Waller and Saquon Barkley, but then going through the list of Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins and Wandale Robinson and Jalen Hyatt, and I had a caller say, oh, you're crazy. The Jets have this. I'm like, "No, no, they don't. They're out there with Malik Taylor and Jason Brownlee now and Xavier Gibson got hurt. So I don't know. After this deadline came and went, it didn't seem like an aggressive deadline for the Jets. Didn't last year the Jets go out and get uh, Brian Robinson? No, Brian Robinson is uh, Brian Robinson is the running back. from, Or James Robinson is who I'm thinking of. They went out and got James Robinson when Brees went down. He was a non-factor, but it was still a move that made you think, okay, the Jets are all in on this season. Um, you know, They're trying to make a push here. I don't know. They could have traded for a quarterback, right? You see Josh Dobbs is still being passed around. He's going to Minnesota. Captain Kirk obviously is done for the year with the Achilles. And speaking of Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall will start for the Vikings. He went to BYU like Zach. And I didn't see too much of the end of the game that he finished last week. I, I do want to judge him on a fresh game. He'll get a fresh start this week. Imagine he plays better than Zach Wilson coming out of the same school. I don't know. It's interesting. The the Jets haven't made a move for another quarterback. And right away when Rodgers went down, I'm thinking, man, this is an opportunity that, that you got to go get somebody. You got to go get another guy. You can't go back to Zach Wilson. But they are. And he's been able to get by because of that defense, because of their punter, because of their kicker, because of that running back. And uh, if they make it, they make it. But if they don't, they don't. It's, it, to me, it seems like the Jets are kind of just like, hey, we're we're all in on next year. We're all in on Rodgers coming in next year. If Zach can get us this, uh, there this year, great. But, you know, this team isn't necessarily a playoff team. 877-337-6666 on the Giants' side. Adoree Jackson, safe. Saquon, they told you they weren't trading. And they were serious about that. But the Leonard Williams move, great move, a couple days ago now. Um, Leonard Williams for a second rounder and a fifth rounder. That's a great move. And you get that money off the books and you weren't going to pay him anyway and I tip my cap to uh, Shane and Dable and whatever, you know, they're in a situation right now where I think their season is over. They signed Matt Barkley to the practice squad. I guess they're going to try and have him ready to back up Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones has missed All these weeks, he could aggravate that injury. And then you're back to Tommy DeVito, who you literally don't want to throw the ball more than uh, five yards east and west. The Giants' season is over. They know that. But they're not going to actually tank. They can beat the Raiders. The Giants' defense has come along. Saquon Barkley has come along off of his injury. And Daniel Jones is back. They can beat the Raiders. The Raiders aren't that good. The Raiders should have traded Devontae Adams. No way would they trade Devontae Adams it sucks watching him run wide open routes on Monday night football and just be missed but they got the guy to come there they're not going to give him up and if they were to give him up they weren't going to give him up for cheap the biggest news of the day to me with the trade deadline former number two overall pick who Giants fans were in on uh, and the Giants ended up getting Andrew Thomas that year but Chase Young Chase Young from the commanders to the 49ers the, the 49ers just traded for Randy Gregory and they add Chase Young to a defensive line that has the defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa. Javon Hargrave, who they've got, who they, they got from Philly in the offseason. It's like, I mean, I know the Niners have lost three in a row, but they're going for it. I respect teams that go for it. I respect teams that go for it at every turn. Unlike the Dallas Cowboys, they did nothing. The only trade they made this season uh, was trading a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance. That doesn't help the team at all. But, you know, they'll stay mid. They, they think they've got it all. They think they're good. Oh, we put up 43 on the Rams. We don't need to get better. We don't need to bring anybody else in here. And yeah, other than that, there was a couple little minor moves. Um, Montez, Sweat, and, uh, you know, a couple little moves that don't really affect our teams here in New York. We'll talk about them through the rest of the night. But man, the trade deadline has come and gone. And uh, I think the Giants are done. And I honestly think that the Jets now looking at the rest of their schedule when I, I think I... You know, after the Eagles game, we all were kind of riding high on that. And I think I did say, hey, the storyline is not Aaron Rodgers coming back from his injury. It's Zach Wilson actually coming back from the dead and being the quarterback that leads the Jets to the postseason. And that's history. That's forever. But they're about to face the Chargers on Monday night. That's not a guaranteed win. They should be able to beat the Raiders because their offense is terrible. But the Bills cannot wait for them to come to Orchard Park so they can get their revenge You're crazy if you think that they're just going to beat the Dolphins. I hear a lot of Jets fans that think that they're just going to be able to smack the Dolphins. I I, I would think twice about that. Um, Mike McDaniel and those guys, uh, they're ready to go. And, I mean, they beat Belichick. I I wouldn't look at them as an easy win. The Falcons, maybe, with Taylor Heineke now. But I also wouldn't look at C.J. Stroud and the Texans as an easy win. Then you got the Dolphins again. The Commanders you should be able to beat. The Browns, who knows what the Brown situation is going to be by December 28th. Is Deshaun Watson going to be playing, or is P.J. Walker going to be playing? And then you got the Patriots at the end of the season. I it's, it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to come close. But to me, with the Jets not going for it to get another offensive lineman, you lose an offensive lineman, it seems, every game you win. Uh, you know, I know they added a guy, but it's like you could have went out there and made a trade. Uh, I think the the Vikings traded for a guy. You could have also added another receiver. They did not. 877 337 What else we got on tonight? You know, speaking of teams that go for it and how I respect teams that try to improve their team at every turn, offseason, trade deadline. The Rangers. <laughs> the Rangers have former Yankee Andrew Heaney starting a World Series game. I swear I used to hate watching him start for the Yankees. I used to hate the Yankees bringing him out of the bullpen, forcing us to watch him. They were just trying to get him right, and he could not get right. And we're about to watch World Series Game four with Andrew Heaney versus Joe Mantiply. What goes on in Manfred league baseball? I mean, I'm going to watch. It is what it is. I, I think the Rangers are going to win. I've been on record saying that. Um, it sucks that uh, at Garcia is going to be out. If you heard my show last night, he like strained his back on a swing. They need that guy, but they've got Corey Seeger, They've got Josh Young. They've got Evan Carter. They've got a bunch of other dogs. And I think the Rangers are going to continue to handle business. I think the diamondbacks, uh, they, they need this one because if they go down 3-1, it's not looking good. But I'll have eyes on the World Series for my baseball fans. We can talk about that. Mets fans, if you want to talk Craig Council, we can talk about that. Yankees fans, if you want to talk Juan Soto, we can. But I told you, I, I kind of poured water on that when we had the dueling reports between Andy Martino and John Heyman. Oh, they've been talking to him. Oh, they haven't talked to him. Oh, they were talking to him at the deadline. Oh, no, they haven't spoken to him yet. Or they just made contact with him. I think it's just Yankees for clicks. The same way on July 17th, Buster only came out and said that the Yankees might possibly maybe be interested in being the front runners to trade for Shohei Otani. And I came in here and I told you, no, it's not happening. So uh, I've kind of soured on the whole Juan Soto thing. I don't think the Yankees actually are on that. I don't think that they're doing that. But we can talk about it later on tonight. Other than that, there is no hockey. But the Rangers are doing well. My Devils have done well. Uh, The Islanders have done well. And like I said, hey, it's November when my show is over tonight. And I think we're going to start turning the page to our hockey teams and our basketball teams. I don't know if either one of these football teams is making the playoffs this year. Uh, It is what it is. And next thing you know, we'll be talking winter meetings and hot stove and pitchers and catchers. And it just keeps on rolling. Keep McPherson on the fan. You know the number to dial 877-337-6666. Again, Mike Sando will join me in about an hour to talk general NFL, NFL history, and we'll go over his book that came out about a week ago. And I can't wait to talk to you. The fans that call the fan, they're all lining up now. We've got a full rack of calls. So let's take this break and we'll be right back. We
0: get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan.
3: Manning calling signals, takes the snap, looks left, mobs it left, first is right open. and touchdown Giants! and a left corner of the end zone!
1: Touchdown! With 35 seconds to go and the Giants regain the lead! Manning the
0: bird. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. for the wait,
2: that's on me. I uh, didn't eat dinner yet, so I went to warm my dinner up twice because it didn't heat up the first time. It's still not hot, but I got a job to do. KM to AM, Keith McPherson on the fan. It's already 730, so let's get right to the phones. 877-337-6666. You know what we're talking about, sports. Frank is in Syosset, first up on the fan. Hey, how are you tonight, Keith? I'm good. Thanks for calling in, Frank.
3: Hey, thanks for taking it. Um, I wanted to get your perspective. I had a question for you about a certain play um, in a couple of minutes. Uh, The Giants started off the second half with something called the Wildcat. I don't understand what that is. If you could explain that, talk about that for a a minute or two. But I I wanted to say my perspective on the game, and I'm a Giant fan. I go back to Fran Talkington. And – all I hear on the fan is about, you know, the fourth and one and not going for it and choosing to kick, uh, missing two field goals instead of going for it on fourth and one. That would have ended the game, run out the clock. You know, you know what, Keith? There are other parts, aspects to the game. Tyrod Taylor didn't get hurt until the seventh possession. Mm-hmm. The seventh giant possession. They didn't move the ball. They went three and out. The whole he, he didn't get hurt until the middle of the second quarter. The Jets fumbled. They went three and out. They didn't take advantage of that opportunity. The touchdown that they did get, the Jets had two roughing the passicles. They kept their drive alive. <laughs> I mean, you know. Frank, and there's other, Frank you got to let
2: it go. I was talking to Paul about this. I'm like, this, this loss, the little things, the game of inches, the little plays and nuances, the little things that could have, should have, would have happened are going to play in Giants fans' minds for a long time, maybe four years until you get to play the Jets in a regular season game again. Ultimately, they lost the game in so many ways, and they should have won the game in just a couple ways. Thank, Thank you. you. know, it was their game. Uh, just a couple decisions could have won it, but there were so many decisions that they made to lose it. I was talking about it late last night that I was just like, you know, like, in overtime, what the hell are you doing in overtime Put your offense on the field. You don't know the new rules. It's not sudden death where you kick a field goal, you win. And look at your offense. Do you think your offense can drive down and even get a field goal? No. Like, why would right. you want to put Zach Wilson on the field first? Maybe he throws you one. He hadn't thrown a pick all game. I don't know. It's just little things like that. And the Wildcat. What is offense, the Wildcat, Keith? Yeah, the, can you. The Wildcat offense that. is not, it's not something that you can actually run. I mean, when, when the well, Miami. had they
3: four, four yard loss on, they started the second half with that.
2: Yeah, because they were playing so scared. They were playing just oh, like, not with no confidence in their backup quarterback, which I don't understand. Why is he on the team? Why is he on the roster? Why did he practice all week if you feel like you can't run any plays with him? You knew he was one play away. So the Wildcat they offense. threw the
3: ball six times.
2: I listened for to negative Popper, nine yards. It was terrible. I, it was, it was. I've Bellinger seen, dropped the ball. I've seen Ocean Township JV play against uh, Long Branch and, and have uh, better offensive output than that. Um, he, Bellinger dropped the ball. He dropped a good, a good throw. Yeah, it was raining. Elements, the wind, the swirling winds of the Meadowlands, but. Uh, the, the Wildcat offense. Back Look, in
3: congratulations to the Jets. They took advantage of an opportunity. The Giants had plenty of gifts from the Jets. They had plenty of opportunities. And the Jets had a, a couple of opportunities, and they took advantage of yeah. right, the game. Hey,
2: they, they, it's their town. They took over the city. Thanks for the call, <laughs> Frank. And, and every other Giants fan listening, you got to let it go. I know it's a rivalry. I know your next-door neighbor, your coworker, they're rubbing it in your face. But know this. You have Super Bowls. You have those memories. You have had so many more, you know, successful teams than the Jets. And this Jets team is not guaranteed to go anywhere this year. Just got to let it go.
1: This is re- this is going to remind me of in like five years, Giants fans are going to bring up this game. And it's just going to be like Yankee fans bringing up the Astros cheating scandal over and over and over. Let it go. Rent free. It is the definition of rent-free. Rent is high around here, but that game is going to live
2: rent-free in Giants fans' minds for at least four years.
1: Just let it go. I, I listen, I, I get the frustration. I, I'm a Jet fan. I, I get it, though. I understand. Let it go. It's over. Focus. Yeah, Daniel Jones coming back. Maybe you put something together they here. they should have gave it to Saquon, Paulie. You kept giving it to Saquon. Give it to him again.
2: <laughs> no, so the Wildcat offense.
1: No, the, the kicker missed the chip shot. That, if Gano makes a field I was blaming goal, Gano last night.
2: I'm like, Gano takes blame. He shanked two kicks. It's a different game if he makes one of those kicks. Um, Brian Dable is not the same coach he was last year. He's showing you he has no faith in this team. He has no confidence in this offensive line, in this quarterback, in his own play calling. He's not the uh, gambler he once was. Okay, can we get to the Wildcat offense? Okay, so back in 2008, if I remember correctly, it was uh, – Ronnie Brown and the Miami Dolphins that, you know, we're lining him up behind the center, taking the snap. And it's not an effective offense anymore. The league is a copycat league, so you saw everybody doing it. But then, you know, if the if the Giants went to that, it's so easy for a defense like the Jets to just be like, oh, we're pinning our ears back. We're coming to get you. We're just stacking the box. I mean, if you have a Taysom Hill or a Tebow type That could throw a little bit. It could be a little more effective. But if you're trying to run that with a Saquon Barkley, pretty much all he's going to do is run. Or, you know, go back to the NFC Championship where the 49ers ended up with Josh Johnson in the game, who could barely throw the ball. He was under duress. You know, they were contemplating going to Christian McCaffrey as the emergency quarterback and kind of running a Wildcat style with him. You can't really do much with it. It's not an option. It's not an alternative it, it's not effective. You can maybe run some goal line packages with it, some red zone stuff with it, fourth and one, third and one. But like, you know, the thought that the Giants should have went straight to the Wildcat, they pretty much did. <laughs> All they had was Tommy DeVito handing the ball off to Saquon. Would have been the same thing as the center direct snapping it. Let's go to Nala and North Bergen. Nala, what's up? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. First some caller,
4: longtime time listener. Hey, ding, ding, me. ding,
2: ding, ding. Come on in.
4: Um, I just wanted to talk about Zach a little bit. I feel like I know that everybody's pissed that you couldn't, they didn't go for a trade, but I'm like, an extra receiver's not going to help him. This kid does everything backwards. He has one thing going for him that not even Kirk Cousins has, which is, he has a clutch gene, and we got to respect it, and we got to see where it goes for the Jets. I mean, I'd rather a, a quarterback that maybe sucks for the full four quarters until the last two minutes and somebody who does great and then loses it at the end, you know?
2: No, I do know. I mean, he was feeling himself after the game. He said, "24 seconds, no problem." I'm like, this guy's been hanging out with Aaron Rodgers too much.
4: I know, right? <laughs> like, who needs like 24 that, seconds?
2: You're not. You're not like that. Him. <laughs> too much
4: time in the clock for you him. Got you got
2: super lucky. Pass interference, offsides call, one second. The uh, ump spots the ball and all he does is tap the ball. You got super lucky. But good good for Zach Wilson being confident, especially coming out of the bye week where people were saying, oh, he should have stayed at the facility. He shouldn't have went home. I'll say this about the kid. You're right. With the game on the line, he won the game. That's three wins in a row. Winning cures all. Winning is the only thing that matters. And he's not throwing picks. He's not turning the ball over. So uh, there's so many things that we'd like to see him do. There's so many things that we'd like to see him be better at. But also, Nathaniel Hackett, help him out. Why are they throwing the ball 36 times in the rain? We know this kid sucks, and then he sucks even more in the elements. He himself last year said, oh, come on, guys, it's windy as hell out there. I'm like, what? It's windy for the other quarterback and the other team, too. Zach Wilson on the run, he should be throwing more rollouts, more uh, design plays for him to play action and roll out. I like the way he looks throwing the ball on the run to his right. When he's got to make a play and he's outside the pocket, He's pretty accurate, and he can throw the ball down the field. I don't know why Nathaniel Hackett wouldn't start doing that from the kickoff. As soon as your offense opens up, don't sit him in the pocket like a sitting duck. Don't try and make him Aaron Rodgers where he has to read the defense because he's going to hold onto the ball and be Zach Wilson and take sacks. Aaron Rodgers can look at the defense pre-snap read, snap the ball, two seconds it's out. He knows where to go with the ball. That's not Zach Wilson yet. They have to keep evolving this offense for this kid. If they want to have success, because he's holding them back as is currently constructed, and they're not going to be able to win games. I mean, they barely won that game against a third-string quarterback.
4: Yeah, no, listen, I'll take it. Luck and Jets never go together. So to have this one little lucky moment, good for Zach. I think that they definitely are scheming crazy. I don't know what Hackett thinks he can do with Zach, but I totally agree with everything you're saying. And I got one more thing for you, Keith. You were saying something about Ice Spice before the show started. I just gotta let you know, she's up next. You gotta respect her. she <laughs> got some bangers. Listen nah, to it for it. I'm she's her own writer on that. She's isn't clean. she an industry plant?
2: I feel like she's so forced on us. Um, I don't she know. Multi
4: force but I think because she's different. Like you know, you never seen a rapper like her. She's not, not a really not a She can't really
1: rap.
4: Um, I don't Listen know. to euphoric. You're listening to all her radio bobs. I'm telling you, she has bars. I'm all
2: telling right. you. Alright, right. you got I'm it, Nala. I, I I'll back off right, your girl you. Ice Spice. She's the future. Thank you for the call. The first time call. You know, you talk about Ice Spice. Now we got the ladies from North Bergen calling into the fan. My thing with Ice Spice is, you know, <laughs> we thought I was feeling you. I'm not even gonna wrap that. But like when I first saw Ice Spice, I'm like, what is her hair? What is she wearing? And uh <laughs> What did Drake say? She a 10. Trying to rap is good on mute. Like, I just don't think she's a good rapper. I think that she's an industry plant. We're literally reading Dunkin' Donuts ads on WFAN talking about it's Ice Spice season. What?
1: Not going to lie. When when did Ice Spice first come on the scene? Like, Like two summers ago. I, along with a lot of other people... I assumed this was like a play on like a Spice Girls thing. Like Baby Spice, Candy Spice, you know, Sporty Spice. It's just a rap name. I Because I Spice, when I, when Spice, I just assume, you know. Spice World. Yes. Spice Up Your Life. Yes. And I I assumed it was a play on that, which is like fine. Like a a, re, a retrofit, a remake of Exactly. Like, I thought that would have worked.
2: No. And you're telling me it's she not that. Is, she is BX all day. She's straight out of the X, Bronx chick. Um, I just saw she performed at Powerhouse in Philly. And what she was wearing, I'm just like, is this girl a rapper or a stripper?
1: She's a, you know what? She's already on the board for me because she doesn't have Lil in front of her name. So she's a ra- that's already good for me because there's too many of those around.
2: I just don't think she really can rap. I've seen videos of her forgetting her raps, which happens. It's hard to rap. It's hard to like write raps and remember raps. I try and do it. Uh, but she is an industry plant if I've ever seen one because – she was able to take off so fast, and her her music is just, like, everywhere. Um, like, a few months ago, the song, um I hated that song. um The boys a liar, the boys a liar. I'm like, this song's terrible. This song's terrible. But Ice Spice is a part of pop culture in New York, and that's the only thing I'll say, like I said in the open. Okay, she's from the Bronx. She's from New York. Good for her. Watch, she's probably going to throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium on opening day 2024. Let's go to Adam and Dix Hills. Adam, what's up? You got it.
5: Hey, what's up, Keith? Um, so, Keith, I would like to talk hoops with you just for a minute or two as the season has just started. Um, so, if we could just start with the East. So, conventional wisdom has it that Boston and Milwaukee are the teams to beat. Sure. So, when we stay in the East, right, so, like, what do the Knicks need to do? What has to happen that's so special in their season
2: that they can actually compete with those guys and the heat. Stay healthy. That's my thing. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Teams are already like I'm looking at Darius Garland and um he's hurt. I just saw Devin Booker's missing his third game in a row. And this is the first season where they're like trying to stop load managing. P- players always get hurt. Teams are always going to have injuries. It's part of the game. But if the Knicks stay healthy for the most part, I think this is a big year for them to build as a team, as a unit. Off of what they did last year. Now, when we look at some of these other teams, it's more big names. Like you mentioned, the Bucs, Giannis and Dame. Oh my, how are you gonna stop those two? Somebody's gonna figure it out, or they'll stop themselves. And the Celtics, I just I hate that the Celtics are what they are as currently constructed. Like, how did the league let that happen? How do you let Porzingis and Drew Holiday end up over there? It's, it's not fair. Yeah. But for the Knicks, I think that it's another year under their their same coach. It's another year with Brunson leading the way. With Randall figuring out how to play with Brunson even more, with RJ Barrett taking a step forward, and a lot of their young guys that have to take a step forward, Grimes, IQ, like you got, you got to see these guys grow this year. Uh, Josh Hart now has a had a, a camp with the Knicks, and he's got a full season. Delaware Jordan, Dante Divincenzo with them, all the Villanova guys back together. I think it's just about growth through the season. Learning each other and playing as a unit, and if you play as a unit, you can beat anybody. It isn't just always about the superstars. I know it's tough to stop Giannis. I know it's it's pick your poison with him and Dame. I know when you know we just saw them play the Celtics. It's like man, they were they were right there, and the Celtics end up winning because the Kristad has taken over the game. But if you know if the Knicks started a little bit hotter and hit their free throws, they would have beat the Celtics. Amazing. Um, I, so I, if I
5: could just put you on the spot for a second. Um, so, who would you like to win the championship this year? Do you think Denver's going to repeat? I was about to or? say the
2: Nuggets can run it back. I think the Nuggets yeah. absolutely can run it right back. The West is, is, you know, the West is pretty stacked. I just was like kind of tongue in cheek about oh, Harden and Westbrook and Paul George and Kawhi, but I don't think LeBron and them are really going to challenge. I think Curry and those guys are done. That that Nuggets team, Nikola Jokic should have won his third MVP. Uh, they had to give it to Embiid. And I don't think the Sixers are winning anything. Um, Sacramento is going to light the beam, but ultimately I don't think that they can match. I think there's a good chance that we see the Nuggets go back to back. And maybe this year Jokic wins the MVP again because the whole thing was, oh, you can't give a guy his third MVP and he's never won a championship. Of course, he goes on to win a championship and finals MVP. Uh, Thanks for your
5: thoughts, man. And just like on a closing note and being a Knicks fan, I think that the Knicks GM should be reaching out to Embiid and his, and his agent. Just in case things get really sour in Philly, you know, keep him in mind. You know, maybe he will make it to New York one of these days.
2: Absolutely. You you always can pick up that phone. Thanks for the call, Adam. Thank you for picking up the phone. You always can go check on a guy. That's one thing about the Knicks, too. Right? They they have some assets. And uh, I spoke on Knicks for Clicks opening night because opening night of the NBA comes, and it's like, oh, uh... The Knicks are interested in training for Joel Embiid. They're willing to give up uh, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, uh, John Starks, and three picks for Joel Embiid. And I'm just like, no, they're not. Like This is propaganda. This is the first night of the NBA. They take the New York team, the New York market, with all of the New York fans, and they get them all rattled and fired up to talk about the NBA. So it trends and it creates hype around the start of the NBA season. In the sports equinox, where we have NHL, we have NFL, we have MLS, we have World Series or postseason baseball was going on at that time. the uh, the championship series before the World Series. So I don't think I, I don't think that that's a real thing, but you never know. And I also like all right, Embiid. Do you, you guys watch Embiid? Troll Embiid. Like like I'm a Nets fan, so I watched Embiid in that entire series against the Nets last year. Not not the kind of guy I want on my team. Not the kind of guy that I want on my team. When he kicked up at Nick Nick Claxton, he should have been suspended for the next game. Of course, he got hurt in that series, missed a game. He's a troll, he's injury prone, and yes, he's a dominant force, but does that mean that he's going to be the player to put the Knicks over the top? I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's even the right fit. I think right now, they have a good nucleus of young guys that are ascending, guys that aren't young guys anymore. They're considered veterans, they have a good coach, and they got to figure out how to play together as a team, and they should be able to contend with any of these teams in the East. I'm in here right now watching them uh, handle business against the Cavaliers early on. Let's see if they can keep it going. 877-337-6666. Okay, let me see if I can talk baseball with somebody. Pete is in Rockaway, New York. What's up, Pete? You're on the fan.
6: Oh, thanks for taking my call, Keith. Just love your show. Well,
2: thanks Thanks for calling. Appreciate
6: it. Come on in. Okay. So I I have a general question about sports, but I just want to say something real quick about the Jets-Giant game. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really sorry that Dable is struggling now as a coach because when he started, uh, I go back to the first game against the Titans on the road when they went for the two-point conversion and Saquon put it over. And they they were actually dancing. The coach was dancing for the team in the locker room. I just said I love this guy. He's got the players behind him and it's just a shame to see what's happening here. But I I just wanted to ask, uh, be interested in your answer to this question, general sports question that uh, my coworkers and I have been debating for days. Uh, Of the four major sports, baseball, basketball, hockey, and football, in which sport does the coach or manager have the greatest impact on the success or failure of the team, and in which sport does he or she have the
2: least impact Hmm. it's interesting because my first thought is baseball but in modern day baseball they lead you to believe that it is a collaborative thing that you know there there's analytics and the general manager has a say and the president of baseball ops has a say and you know i know specifically with the yankees none of us think that aaron boone is just doing everything we don't think that he's writing out a different lineup every single day i hope he's not we don't think that You know, he's the one deciding to go to Tommy Canely again and again and again out of the bullpen or, you know, Nick Ramirez or Albert Abreu. Um, I I do think that the head coach in the NFL is very important because that's the guy. He's the face of the franchise. He's talking to the media. He's an extension of the team. And then when you get in the games, he's the guy calling the timeouts. And, you know, in football, teams really mimic the head coach, in my opinion. Like, they follow the lead of the head coach, the, the mantra of the head coach, the attitude of the head coach. And uh, if that's not right, then you you know you don't have anything. Um, In in the the NBA,
6: the coach has his defensive coordinators who follow his lead. The the, the line coaches. There's so
2: much prep that goes into you know their meetings and their their plan for the game, and the head coach has to be locked in on both sides of the ball. And some of these guys are more offensive or defensive, but you know in the NBA, um, like (laughs) Nikola Jokic can just be the most dominant center in the in the game. And, um, you know, no no disrespect to Mike Malone. I think he's a good coach. But I think there are a bunch of N- uh, NBA coaches that could win with Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, because they're just dominant players. It's five on five. Like, sometimes you just have the better five that play together better than the other team. You know, the coach just has to not screw it up in the NBA. I'm a Nets fan. I've been watching Jacques Vaughn the first two games for the Nets find a way to screw up wins. Rotations and timeouts. But for the most part, good teams in the NBA. It's just dominant players. Like, Phil Jackson was a good coach, but he had Jordan. Then he had Kobe, and then he had Kobe and Shaq. Uh, I really think it is baseball, even though they, they try and make us think that, you know, like, look at look at the World Series right now. Um, there's It's no coincidence that Bruce Bochy is back. The guy's coached in multiple World yeah. Series and one World Series, and they specifically went to get him to lead this team, and he's led them to a World Series, and I think he's going to have another ring uh, in a few days. Yes,
6: Absolutely. And uh, uh, if you're curious, the uh, vote at uh, my uh, my place of work was that uh, football was uh, the most, the coach had the most impact in uh, in the NFL in football and the least impact, hockey.
2: Oh, yeah, hockey, I didn't mean to leave out hockey. I didn't yeah, mean to leave it, out hockey. But... You
6: know, hockey is such a random game. The, the, you know, uh, puck bounces off a guy's skate three times and it's in the net. Yeah, you
2: know, dominant players yet. there, terrible goalies there. A bad night for a goalie, a, a great night for somebody skating. Um, nothing that you could do to coach or not coach that. I mean, you could change the lines. You could try and be a you know, hard-nosed coach, disciplined guys, and it, it still might not matter. Yeah, I think it's right up there for me, football and baseball. But because of modern-day baseball and the analytics and the GMs and the pitching coaches and hitting coaches and all these other things that we don't think that the manager is you know old-school manager anymore, the NFL is there because – when you look at these, you know, teams in the NFL that are good, it's the head coach. And, and the teams that aren't good, these coaches get fired every year. It's a, it's a carousel. Yeah. Uh, Black Monday when the season's over, these guys yeah. got to go.
6: Yeah, I just hope Daybo doesn't go on Black Monday. I hope no, he won't. It's
2: stuff. just a, it's a tale of two seasons. Uh, you know, last year they snuck up on some people. They didn't have the talent last year. Again, they don't have the talent. And this year, what happened was injuries right away, and, and sometimes you just can't overcome that if your schedule is, is to play against teams that are better than you um, and that are healthier yeah. than you right away. They they dug themselves into a hole, and I keep saying this. Hopefully, Andrew Thomas comes back this week, but like for Daniel Jones to get hurt after not having his two best players on offense and Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley had derailed everything, and then the defense wasn't up to speed right away, so it's a few things. I still think yeah. Dable is a good coach, but I just think him himself is not confident. He's not confident in this team. He doesn't have the vibe that he had last year. Last year, I hate to say he was playing with house money, but he was literally playing with nothing to lose. Like, hey, I'm a first year head coach. This team's not expected to do anything. Let's go out there, roll the dice. This year, it's like, hey, you guys won nine games and a playoff game last year. You won yeah. Coach of the Year. Paid your quarterback forty million. You know, we're expecting something from you. To you know, to you know, to well, I, to whom much love- is given, much is expected. We were expecting the Giants to go back to the playoffs this year.
6: Well, you made my night taking my call. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, great listening. I'll be back listening tomorrow night.
2: Thank you, Pete. Appreciate it. 877 Yeah, even with Rob Sala. I give Rob Sala credit. As much as people want to tear him down and and talk about every other thing about the guy, his looks or him running the stairs or him taking some of his inspiration from social media with the – uh, uh, we're, we're going to be commanders, competitors, and contenders. Which one are you? The eagle soar so high that, you know, the birds try and peck at their neck and then they die at the highest altitude. Whatever, it works. It works because when you lose Aaron Rodgers four plays in, the whole world thinks your season's over. And here they are with a winning record. Here they are uh, four and three, winning three in a row with Zach Wilson. After majority of the Jets fan base last year said, this kid's terrible. I never want to see him again. He sucks. And now he's changed your mind again. Oh, he's not that bad. He's progressing. Oh, we can win with Zach Wilson. Oh, he's not the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's not turning the ball over. He can throw a little bit if he rolls out. (laughs) We just got to get him a receiver. We got to get him another weapon. Man, give credit to Rob Sala for motivating these guys, being a player's coach, not being a former NFL player, but knowing what to say around these NFL players where they're going out there and they're competing every week. And that defense, he's a defensive-minded guy, right? That's how you got him. He came from the Niners as a defensive coordinator. That defense is great. That defense is why you've won. So uh, between Rob Sala and Brian Dable, man, a tale of two seasons. You know, last year Sala was talking about taking receipts. They're not the same old Jets. There's a change. He is at the forefront of that.